Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. I want to thank everyone for the ongoing support, especially the overwhelming response for last week's episode with Julian, aka Dassler's Finest. If you missed it, go back and have a listen. This week on episode 15 of year two, we have Ron, aka NB's Only on the podcast. Whether it's his experiences running an Instagram account with more than 100,000 followers, thoughts on the exploding popularity of New Balance, or what OG Nikes he's got stashed in the closet, Ron has a lot to share. So let's get into it. Ron, welcome. John, good evening. How are you, bud? Good, good. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, glad you're uh, feeling better. I know these uh, these times. Uh, glad it was uh, glad it wasn't anything serious, and uh, glad to have you on the podcast. And yeah. um, obviously, followed your account for a long time, and and got yeah. to hear you on another podcast, which we'll talk about um, the Chief Balance podcast that people should listen to um, yeah. as well. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. But before we do. Uh, what's in the rotation? What have you been wearing these days? Obviously, Chicago, much like Toronto, probably not such good weather. Are you the type yeah. to uh, rock anything, or have you have you made you a know, shift yet? I, I hang on as long as I can till that rough Midwest winter comes. Um, we haven't had much snowfall, knock on wood, but I would say at the front door right now, I've got probably a couple nine nineties, three two seven um uh 2002 r um and then like as you can see there's some random shoes behind me <laughs> i'll if i ever come down into my basement where i'm at here and see one on the wall i might just grab one and throw it on so um no rhyme or reason i don't ever preset them it's kind of more like oh i forgot i had those and you know we'll take them and throw them on but um I, I typically, when I buy a shoe, I, I actually will try it and wear it right away. I know there's people that, um, like back when I was into like Nikes and Jordans, I, I remember buying stuff and being like, all right, six months, a year, I'm waiting because I don't want to see everyone else wearing the same 11s I'm wearing, right? So um, I remember having that mentality versus now, which is like, you know, a fresh MB out the box and I love it. I, I'm just going to throw it on my feet and rock it, so nice yeah, yeah you know i'm sounds mm-hmm. like i'm a little bit the same i do i do still buy a lot of nike and things like that and those are the ones i tend to put away i have to admit because i mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people have them and it's just that's kind of back of my mind type of thing but when it comes to other brands new balance mm-hmm. and things like that uh you know uh Saucony asics i i think i'm i i am more prone to break those out a little bit sooner um i know some of the groups i'm in people really want to see the shoes they want to see the quality and they really want to talk about it um, so maybe I'm doing it for them if that's the reason why I'm, I'm wearing my shoes I subscribe to my wear everything motto so but I have been wearing when it's not been snowing we, we have had some snow I broke out a pair of um, 990s the other day uh, a suede pair I wasn't scared because it wasn't snowing but I have sort of mentally shifted to the sort of leather for sure. Um, but at the same time, I'm not afraid. I, I, I have enough. And uh, part of me likes to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, moisture, salt, mm-hmm. not such a fan of, oh, but yeah. it gets a little oh, wet. Yeah. It's okay. Wipe it down leather. It should mm-hmm. be able to handle it. Right. Uh, it's killer for sneakers, but I, I, I feel you. I, one shoe that I had, I got a lot of rotation um, work in last year was the hero. I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, if it's Hyro or Hero, uh, but it's a trail shoe that New Balance has. It's, it's waterproof with a vibrant outsole. Um, these things were tanks. And I, I pretty much wore uh, two different pairs like throughout the winter. And um, it was nice to have a, a non-boot. You know, I, I got the winter boot, obviously, for, you know, when it is inclement. But uh, but yeah, there's, there's some other trail options that uh, I've been experimenting with lately that... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they, they work as good as a, those Hyros do though. And we're talking new balance when you're talking. Those about are new balance. balance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those are no, new no, balance. I know those ones, but when you're talking yeah. about even like the, mm. the other options, are, are we talking yeah. about boot boots oh, yeah. or new I, balance boots? So, you know, the name is new balances only, but uh, I think that at the same time we would be uh, remiss if we didn't see what else was out there. Right. Um, like my sneaker foundation, not to completely date myself, goes back to you know back when 
the Bulls were playing and uh, and Jordan was in the league and you know I, I was in the you know Jordans to to you know start me into the sneaker world um you know from there I gravitated towards other signature athletes the you know Bo Jackson and Agassi and uh, a lot of those kind of Nike you know sponsored athletes and um from there got really into like runners uh got into air maxes and um I, I pretty much stayed in that lane for a very long time and um did a little bit of like nike basketball in the 2000s 2010s and then um probably I, the one thing that i've always done on the side though always was under new balance though like i i, I would again always the side grabbing you know a pair of new balances and it was one of those things where Part of it was comfort. Part of it was accessibility as well. Um, my sneakerdom kind of also started alongside my my footwear retail background. Um, in high school, my my first job uh, was at a Foot Locker, and proceeded to make my way around the mall. Uh, I, I went away to college, worked at a Foot Locker there as well. Once I got into the quote unquote real world, uh, I ended up working. Uh, at Nike Town on the side, um, always again keeping my foot into footwear retail into that scene. You know, part of it was you know the accessibility of, of stuff and and you know getting a discount and stuff like that. But the other half of it was just I, I just loved sneakers. So um, you know, I, outside of like my full time job, I again always had my foot into the retail space. So um, that and actually up until the last like three to four years. That was actually how I jumped kind of headfirst in New Balance. Um, again, I, I've always been like in the Nikes and Jordans, but um, again, the New Balance thing was always kind of like my, like the constant at the side, right? Like, again, I was always picking up, you know, Jordans, Nikes, et cetera. But at the same time, I was always grabbing a New Balance, you know, whether it was for, you know, comfort or whether it was for working out. Again, I always had a pair at the side and the rotation and whatnot. But um, about three, four years ago, I started working at a, a New Balance store um, in a suburb that I had moved to. I lived in the city of Chicago for a long time. Um, you know, my wife, family, we ended up moving to the Burbs just for more space and um, ended up working at a, a New Balance store where, um, again, like now, again, the pairs that I had to the side are kind of taking the forefront now working in this this space. And um, one of the great things about this store was um, they didn't have a ton of lifestyle stuff, but um, the one thing that they did kind of give me access to was their uh, social media feed. So, you know, most franchise stores had their own Instagram page. Um, they allowed me to, to work on that. And, and from there, I started to, again, promote stuff that was in the store, you know, events, et cetera. But what it gave me was a little bit more of uh, a direction of what the FNB's only page became. So, um, you know, I, I enjoyed working on the franchise page, but again, I was kind of limited just by stuff in the store. So, you know, I understand that, you know, other brands have discords, they have forums, there's a million pods for other brands, but really New Balance doesn't have a lot of shine, you know? Um, even on Instagram, um, New Balance Gallery was really the only uh, thing around for the longest time if you you know were a big MB fan. So um, what I did was I created MBs only to, to really just kind of share my growing passion for the brand. You know, I would show off pictures of my collection. I would, um, I would have friends that also were sneakerheads that also loved New Balance. So again, highlighting their, uh, you know, their IG pages and their pictures, um, you know, giving some information on, on releases and whatnot. And the beauty of when I started the page, which was 2018, is that this is coinciding with like the ascent of the brand. Um, back in 2018, that's when New Balance did make a uh, concerted effort to get back into basketball. Um, that's when they signed Kawhi Leonard to a you know, signature contract, you know, something they haven't done you know, for decades really. And then um, on the lifestyle side, the collaborations team um, was really moving in a direction that previous, you know, individuals didn't do. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with, with Joe Grondon, um, you know, Kevin Trotman, that, that team, they 
again, looked at, um, you know, partnering with brands that um, might've been outside the norm, right? Like Casablanca, Amelie Andor, like there's so many like brands again, that they decided to partner with. And 2018 was kind of like the, the ascent, like the initial ascent. And um, I, I, I was fortunate in that, you know, my followership also grew as like interest in the brand grew. Um, and, and I think a lot of it had to do with um, not just the efforts, again, of basketball and, and the, the lifestyle and collab team, but um, at the same time, just looking at it from a holistic sneaker sense, uh, you know, coming from the Jordan, the Nike world, you know, all you're hearing about people striking out on sneakers app or, Hey, I went to line up for this air Jordan at a full locker and there was a fight or, you know, you just kind of hear about all these like kind of negative experiences with, you know, some of those, you know, big three brands that like, it, there was a lot of things that was kind of turning me off to that, you know, which again, I always had my foot into the pool of new balance, but now 2018 was really kind of like my jumping off into it. Yeah, and that fatigue sort of, or whatever you want to call it, I totally see how that, mm -hmm. and I agree, uh, contributed to the resurgence, I guess, or the emergence, mm -hmm. whatever way you want to describe it. It's also funny you mentioned the Kawhi Leonard thing, and I don't think he maybe, or the people behind him, get enough credit being in Toronto when he was here, and the oh, yeah. Raptors were the focus of the league because we, we won that year. Mm -hmm. it, it was a perfect perfect combination because oh, yeah. people were watching and obviously at that point people had started to pay attention to what people uh, basketball players were were coming in that was sort of the evolution they were doing the sponsorships with goat or whatever mm -hmm. and people were paying attention and people were actually excited about this guy Kawhi, straight-faced Kawhi, when oh, yeah. he was rocking on his feet what kind of tracksuit he was wearing and and it's it's funny you mention it because I don't think I don't think a lot of people see that. And of course, you know, older New Balance heads won't say that that's why. But you know, looking at it from your perspective, and that's why I wanted to ask about you know the what you've seen in the community, both those older New Balance heads. You know, mm -hmm. I know there's lots of Facebook groups that people. Oh, that yeah. I now know well and have known through those groups kind of lo longer distance and now in the runner community I've got to know but um and then we have this sort of new school new balance lover they all come together mm -hmm. on NBs only right yeah and, and that's kind of what it's morphed into and that's really what I'm I'm so happy about you know with the page is that you know right now we're at about 112,000 followers um like within the first year I probably had under, I don't know, under 10,000. So again, kind of crazy for it to grow, you know, the way it did. Um, I, don't, I didn't promote it. I didn't spend any money on followers. I didn't, you know, go around asking people to sign up. Like it was more, again, me just kind of sharing the love. And then from there, I just met so many cool people. And, and again, like I, I've always had the communities that I was in for, for sneakers, you know, for uh, Nike talk, I was really big into Nike talk. I mean, John, I think you and I are about the same age and um, you know, the early two thousands, I started cementing a lot of lifelong friends, you know, from, you know, from Nike talk and, you know, a lot of those guys, which are still into, you know, more Nikes, but again, some might dabble in new balance. Um, you know, I, I still talk to those guys and like, I'm fully aware that with the MB's only page, there are, some folks that are, I don't want to call them gatekeepers, right? But they're, they're, they're kind of like, okay, here comes Zombies Only, like Mr. Hype, you know, just really buying the releases of today, doesn't know the history, et cetera. Like the thing I will say about being quote unquote, Mr. Zombies Only is that I don't hail to be the authority on Zombies. I'm not, I'm an aficionado. I love the brand. I love the product. And again, it's something that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we built and, you know, where it's going, I don't know. But um, again, I, there's a, there's some quote unquote haters out there. Um, I, I hear it, whether it's DM to me, whether it's, you know, secondhand um, to me as well. But again, like if you have 112,000 followers, you're not going to please everybody. Like I, I get it, you know? Um, but the thing I will say, you know, I have much respect for 
all the NB heads that have been there, quote unquote, before me, you know, like it, again, like I, I'm not planting any flags here, you know, for me, it's more, I'm glad to be that bridge between old and new, if, if, if that's the way people are looking at it. Um, but again, you know, take the page for what it is, you know, it's, it's just really just sharing that, that NB love. Absolutely. I, I get that vibe from it. And I think, I think everyone I, I, I know gets that vibe from it, you know, I think it's the same goes can be said about the entire sneaker community because sneakers yeah. have not been a thing for the mainstream for sure it's the last few years. And, you know, the popularity of New Balance, for whatever reason, seemed to coincide with it. I want to know what you think about the resurgence or the, again, emergence of the brand in the last few years among, you know, the sneaker population or even the mainstream population outside yeah. of the sneaker community. Is it collabs? Is it? A fatigue is it comfort is it i don't know uh dad vibes what, what do you think it is i think it's a lot it's kind of everything you just talked about um i think if you're looking at the quote-unquote dad vibes right a lot of those jordan heads that you and i might have known you know early like 10 20 years ago like they're at a different stage of life right and and you're not going to be walking around with a pair of, you know, Jordan 23s around the place, right? You're, you're going to be in something comfortable, something you can just throw on matches everything, you know, and, and a lot of new balance shoes do that. Right. Um, and, and then if you look to just at um, popular culture, like in the last like three to five years, like how many times have you seen a, you know, a, a TMZ picture with a celebrity wearing just you know, gray new balance, right? It's one of those things where, um, you know, again, popular culture is, is, is touching on that, you know? Um, and then I, I think the accessibility is, is such a big underrated thing about it as well, because um, again, a lot of this product, you can find it and you can buy it. And there, there, sure, there are your, your certain um, collaborations and limited releases that um, if you missed out, you're, you're paying resale on, but you know, again, that traditional, you know, gray New Balance, you know, 998, 999, like any 900, or basically this year, the 990 series kind of had a little bit of renaissance, um, you know, coming back out. Um, you know, a lot of those, um, you know, general release colorways, you could have them, you know, and um, I think there's something to be said about that and, and being able to um, capture that premium product and not have to like, enter a draw of a sneakers app hoping you get it you know and yeah. you know all brands have cheaper and sort of takedown models mm -hmm. but new balance i think particular has been really good about that whether mm -hmm. it's the 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 h series or um the you know just cheaper models in general yeah. like a 327 doesn't go for that much you don't for have sure. to spend 200 plus right Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a great point, John, because like, uh, you know, a lot of the, the non made in USA, non made in UK uh, product is um, not only is it good looking, but pretty comfortable too. Um, you know, Charlotte Lee made the, the 327, which is on year two right now of, you know, anything from, you know, special collaborations to um, just, you know, some really hot inline colorways that um, there's just so much you can do with that, that silhouette that um, it works. And it, it's a great shoe. Like it holds up. It looks great. Um, I, I'll say just from non-sneaker heads, when I'm out in public wearing a pair of 327s, people are asking me like, what are those? Those are awesome. You know, I, you know, again, work in, I work in software as my day job. And like, you know, even my, you know, there's executive level folks that I work with that they clamor for three, two, seven. So it's, it's great, you know? So um, again, there's, there's a lot of entry points. Um, it isn't just, you know, buying the flagship merchandise, buying the, you know, the, the premium $200, you know, shoe. It's uh, like you mentioned, the three, two, seven. Um, there's so many other kind of entry points into the brand that um, I, I think that's also where New Balance is winning in that, you know, the regular everyday consumer, if they want to go ahead and buy a, a, a 237, which is a little bit different than a 327, but those retail for about $79, you know, um, and they look great with jeans and, you know, the colorways look, look great too. So, you know, I, I just think the price point um, is also, um, it, it, it's, it's been kind of spot on with, with today's consumer. 
Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned your experience in sneaker retail working at New Balance. Was it that specifically that gave you the sort of knowledge or was it more just a spark? Um, I think just general interest in the brand. Um, Really a lot of what the store taught me was kind of the proper fitting of a, a New Balance shoe. Um, it really is the only brand out there that has, you know, widths ranging from, you know, extra narrow to extra wide. So um, really the store I worked at was more of a selling performance stuff rather than the lifestyle stuff. So I was actually fitting, you know, customers for, you know, New Balance shoes who were actually using them for running, for walking, for a specific sport. So um I think having worked there kind of taught me the technical aspect of that. Um, you know, I did come from um, the, like the Nike background where when I worked at Nike Town, you know, you had Eakins in the store showing you how to, you know, talk about a shoe and, you know, again, tons of product always coming through, but um, kind of just being a geek about sneakers, I, I that was kind of where a lot of that knowledge uh, came from. And I'm sure being so active in the community now, you must be picking up on stuff every day. People must be sending you, sending you. Talk a little bit about what you do on a daily basis mm-hmm. with on Instagram, and um, and then maybe we can talk about like opportunities. Like I can imagine you even yeah. see things that people haven't seen yet before, right? Sure. Yeah. So I think just from waking up every day, what that process looks like. Um, now that I'm at this follower or having this many followers. Um, a lot of content is kind of in front of me. You know, when I was in the early stages of, of MBs only, you know, I kind of had to search for, for images. I had to search for good content. Now, you know, I, with 112,000 followers, I, I'm, I'm getting DMs all the time. Um, people are sending me pictures, people are tagging me. Um, it's almost too much, right? Where um, having a full-time job, a family, like it's kind of hard for me to actually sit down, go through everything. So um, I, I please, I, I ask everyone to keep, you know, sending me what you're doing. But if I don't get back to you, my apologies. I try to, you know, get to as many of you guys as I can. Um, and again, when it comes to the content, I post anywhere between you know, maybe 12 images up to maybe 24 in a day. Um, typically what I do is I'm, I'm really looking at the images that that I like, that I, you know, the ones that, you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, that has to be this type of shoe or has to be a collaboration. And no, like, it's more like if, if that image hits me, like initially I'm, I'm liking it and I'm probably saving it and I'm probably reposting it, you know? So again, no rhyme or reason to it, you know? Um, I think a lot of, you know, folks too have, have come forward with, with opportunities that, um, you know, I, I have kind of yet to really move forward on um, those being like, you know, ventures like merchandise or, um, you know, I'm now starting to do the, these podcasts, which for me, it's great because I can chop it up with, you know, with folks like you who also have, you know, a, a love for sneakers or, or, or the community. So um, really easy to come on and, uh, you know, a pod like this and talk with you. But like, I think with the content piece, um, I, I, like, again, I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Um, where that's going to lead me a year from now, two years from now, I don't know. Um, I, I will say that uh, getting to the second part of your question about, you know, what does opportunities look like? Um, like as far as like um, uh, opportunities with like partnering with organizations, um, you know, th- there's been a lot of folks that I've met um, outside of just the sneaker community, more on like the retail side of things, more on like the brand side of things. Um, people that I've met, you know, the last few years that have been, you know, really open arms as far as, you know, information, um, letting me, you know, kind of see product before it does come out. Um, I, I will say that, uh, you know, recently, like if I'm looking to set like collaborations, right. Um, uh, the, the Joe, actually it's in the background here. You can see the Joe Fresh good nine, nine, nine ninety V3, uh, right there. Um, so that shoe, um, again, it's a second uh, release, but that was a shoe that I was fortunate enough to, um, you know, share some feedback with him um, in like spring of last year, just as far as 
um, you know, opinions on, you know, kind of models that he should do for his second shoe. So um, I, I think having the exposure that I have has really helped me and, you know, forge relationships like that. And that um, I get, again, can have conversations with people, whether it's a designer, whether it's, um, you know, folks at the brand uh, and, and share that actual feedback. Um, on top of it, retailers have been also very um, kind of forthcoming as far as opportunities. So, you know, it could be as small as like a, a mom pa store in Ohio to a foot locker. And again, I think a lot of uh, folks that I've met have been forthcoming with, you know, not only seated product to, you know, promote something that's coming out, but also um, they've also just recognized as well that, you know what, um, Ron's got, you know, a hundred plus thousand followers. We want people to know about you know, uh, maybe a new app we have or whatnot. So again, people have been pretty generous when it comes to, again, like uh, product. And for me, um, again, just being a sneaker guy, I, I get geeked out of opening up my front door and seeing a box and not knowing who it's from and kind of wondering like what's in it. And um, I, to me, you know, I, I take joy in that just like any one of us would. And, uh, you know, again, for me, I think just Envy's only is, it's just really introduced me to so many, so many cool people. Yeah. And you mentioned another podcast. So we, I'll mention again, Achieve Balance, Eric and um, Marky. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, on that podcast, I have to ask, because you didn't tell the story. I don't know if there is a, a full story, but you right. mentioned that you were you were chatting with uh, Raekwon in the DM. So I have to ask <laughs> yeah. if there was more to that and, mm -hmm. and if there's anyone else you've you mm -hmm. that we might know of that... Uh, that you might share that you interesting encounters. Um, I mean, with, with Raekwon, it really was, uh, you know, part of it was just, you know, looking at my posts and seeing them comment or like stuff. So, you know, growing up to Wu-Tang, you're like, oh my God, like, this is awesome. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden fielding some DMS, you know, Hey, where can I find this shoe? Or, Hey, what's the, the story in this shoe? And, the thing about Raekwon, he actually knows quite a bit. Like the guy is a, a big New Balance head. So, um, you know, just rapping with him about shoes, kind of like you and I might just on, on like a, a random Tuesday night. Um, like the guy, again, he knows his stuff. Um, obviously, he's got, you know, his own collaborations with other brands and whatnot. But like the, the, the guy is into sneakers just as much as we are. And um, again, I, I think a lot of what, I've chopped up with him has been more like, again, kind of locating pairs or, you know, kind of filling him in the background of stuff. But um, man, I'm trying to think of other um, either celebrities or, or anyone like that, but I top of my head, I mean, I, I couldn't probably name uh, name one, like someone like him. Um, but yeah, again, he's just a cool cat. Like he, he's definitely like a guy that I know, uh, I could probably have a beer with, right? He's not someone that uh, would be pretentious and whatnot. He, he's definitely, he's definitely down. Right. Like you said, just like any other member of the community yep. hitting you up, having the same yep. kind of conversations. And I, I think that's, that that's cool. You did, you do get some opportunities. You talked about some of them. Can you talk about, um, I, I know you had a recent one that you shared, you shared a lot about online, a recent collaborator with new, new balance. Maybe you want to talk about, about that one with, um, that was, uh, Philip de Guzman, is that right? Oh, yeah, Luis de Guzman. Yeah. Oh, Luis, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, he's, um, so I'm of Filipino descent, um, Luis is, as well, and he hails from Chicago, just like I do, and it's one of those things where we kind of come from the same circles of, of you know, people and friends, and, um, you know, as he had a shoe that originally was going to come out last year, uh, didn't for whatever reason. And, um, I, I was aware of it. I'd seen images of it, et cetera. But, um, again, I started rapping with him, um, earlier this year. And, um, it just, again, was an organic conversation about really just, Hey, what's up. Right. And, um, and then it came down to, um, you know, kind of summer into fall and, you know, we just, we were talking and, you know, he just, he just said like, dude, why don't you just come by the studio one day? We'll, you know, we'll chop it up and hang. And, um, and, and really what transpired was something that again, kind of organically happened. It turned into, um, 
kind of like a photo shoot and ended up being kind of like a promo for um, his newly dropped shoe. And um, it was cool because I, I also brought a friend of mine. She's a photographer who actually is Filipino as well. So um, again, we had that kind of bond all throughout. Um, I, I got to kick it with uh, a bunch of Luis's, um, you know, colleagues that also were in a studio as well. So uh, what ended up being just, you know, what was going to be just kind of like a friendly visit, um, you know, it, it's fantastic. We uh, made some friendships that day. <laughs> so uh, we hung out, uh, got to see some stuff and um, I, some stuff that uh, I think some some people in the community might be seeing sometime soon as well. Um, but um, but yeah, it, Luis is just, he, he's a you know, fantastically talented artist. Um, you know, he, he's really growing into his own. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm like proud to, to again, know him and also see again, the success that, that he's having, not just from like having his own new balance shoe, but, um, you know, just from the, the street art side, like he's getting notoriety and, um, he's someone that everyone's going to know really soon. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because you obviously had a a good uh, experience and, and uh, opportunity and and um, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought I think what he's doing is is really cool the, uh, the limited amount I know but I also want to ask you know when I hear about these sort of opportunities that you have mm-hmm. I imagine some of them the shoes related to them have mm-hmm. meaning but there's probably ones that have meaning for other reasons and some that you just like. So I don't know if we can break it up into into categories or or if you just want to tell me what some of your favorites are. Do you have favorites? I do. Um, I think the one thing I do miss about um, uh, New Balance has been the the NB1 program. That was the program where similar to like a Nike ID, you can design, you know, your own colorways of, you know, certain models. And I'm, I'm not a creative. I really am not. But it sure as heck was fun to uh, whip out shoes that, or, or just like mimic ones that you would see. And um, I, I, I miss that. I, I feel like I didn't take full advantage of that uh, now that that program has been kind of on pause with the whole COVID uh, pandemic. But um, I, 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 a lot of my favorites are, are ones that I've made. Um, actually, one of them is kind of right behind me here. Let me grab this. It's a, it's a nine, nine, seven. And, um, they, one of the mock-ups they did was a, um, a kind of a Boston marathon, um, colorway. So blue and yellow being the main colorways of that, but on the back, uh, I don't have the other pair here, but I, I do have one, uh, that says NBs. The other one says only, um, so again, like simple, nothing to it. Right. Um, more like I just saw on the NB1 page them make this very same shoe, but I just kind of threw on, you know, my name on the back and um, stuff like that. Um, the, the 992 was uh, a shoe that ended up getting uh, quite a lot of shine last year. Um, prior to the pandemic, I was able to make a few pairs. This is one of them here, really just threw on a bunch of colors in here, you know, so again, not... Um, a lot of like backstory to it, but um, I think with um, like some of my favorite pairs, um, if I'm thinking pairs that like the the I want I want them stranded on an island pairs. Um, if you're familiar with the test run series, um, the test one uh, 3.0 uh, came out about two years ago. Has a bunch of crazy straps on it. Um, prior to Soleil Bembury putting out his models, um, he was notoriously always hiking in them, and um, it was a shoe that I I, I loved. I, it took me three pairs to actually get a pair where the Velcros would actually like strap. Um, I have a little bit of a wire foot, not not like a a two E, but enough that like I I couldn't like strap it initially. Um, was able to find a pair that it you know it fits perfect now. But um, that's a pair that's really comfortable. It has a Vibram outsole on it. Um, man, favorites uh, again. Like this year's been the nine ninety like resurgence. Um, everything from the V one to V four has kind of retroed. So um, I'm a big fan of the V two, three, and four. So um, whether it's an inline colorway, whether it's, you know, a collaboration, a lot of those are my favorites. Um, 
pairs that I, the second I get them, I'm throwing them on my feet. Um, and uh, I mean, you mentioned the Luis uh, shoe, obviously it's right here, uh, kind of near and dear again, just again, coming from a friend. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's been so many great drops this year. Um, I, I think the problem for me is like, I just, you know, I, I'll, I'll get a shoe, beat it up and then there comes another lovely pair and I'm, I'll go in that, you know, same rabbit hole. So it's kind of hard for me to pick like actual favorites. It would be like asking me to pick my favorite child, you know, but uh, it's been kind of a banner year. I mean, for New Balance, I mean, needless to say, you're starting to see them win all, all sorts of footwear awards right now being end of 2021. Um, and, and rightfully so, you know, I think a lot of it is, you know, again, we talked about the collaborations um, models like the 550 are a shoe that like, again, you, people are putting it in the same like pedestals and Air Force One, you know, um, if, if you go to New York now, it, it's almost like a staple, you know, seeing that on people's feet. So um, crazy that again, uh, uh, an, an old shoe like that, you know, has brand new life and is, you know, just as prominent as like a, an AF1. Yeah, maybe in Soho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> no, I know. I just, yeah. uh, just, yeah. just played her up. What about silhouettes? I mean, again, tough to choose. I couldn't choose my. Well, I do. Mm-hmm. My five seven sevens are my favorites. But after that, yeah, I couldn't. Do you do you lean towards some? Do you stay away from others? You know, the last two years, the nine nine two has been in um in, in pretty heavy rotation for me. Um, general release and the collaborations. Um. I think what I like about the collaborations is that you can make them so completely different, you know, um, like actually I'll grab a couple right behind me here. Um, I have the, uh, this is the, uh, Kithmas shoe from last year from Kith. Um, and then the, um, concepts, um, uh, Kiwi, uh, that came out about a month ago, um, two completely different pairs, but like, Again, the materials like this is a hairy suede on the uh, on the concepts. With um, again, you look at the color blocking. Um, eh, I mean, it, it is pretty a little similar there, but um, a lot of the touches, though, you know, again, there's there's so many ways that um, you you could take this shoe and actually make it um, look completely different. And um, you know, I, the quality of the 992 is right up there with the 990s. I think the comfort um, as well is there too i agree and you know it's it's funny you brought you brought some of those down because some of these collaborations don't get the hype that they once got and and Mm -hmm. uh, even on new balances candace site you could get the the Mm -hmm. that concepts pair and i I showed it to my wife i'm gonna ask about your wife and family but i showed (laughs) it to my wife Mm-hmm. and i showed it i, showed, I was able because i have a pair and i was able to show it in person you know it's always easier when she's like wow those are really nice couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get her to sell it now she has no influence mm-hmm. on the collab but i wanted to mm-hmm. ask you about that whole idea of collab versus gr in the mm-hmm. in the new balance world because mm-hmm. the old heads or people been around for a while will tell you ad nauseum about these grs that are just legendary oh yeah and at the same time they're a little bit salty that they have to fight for collabs now and even Mm -hmm. fight for grs at times right for sure for sure i mean i mean i guess it's just a function of the reality of when a brand gets traction and 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 kind of starts to play that game i mean new balance has been doing collabs for a long time right they have um like this pair right here this is from a uh, shop in detroit uh, called burn rubber and i mean this shoe i mean i this shoe is if i could date this one um i mean this this goes back (laughs) and um this was a shoe though as a collaboration that um you could get you know months after it came out you know and and you don't see that nowadays right um and part of it is just you know the resale uh, community that we live in nowadays right um when when apps like you know StockX and goat are just as prominent as you know any other sneaker app um you know i i i, I get it you know um and i can also see the point of view from the uh, the older nb head that 
again, had no problem grabbing, you know, something that was um, pretty accessible before. I, I mean, I remember getting some of those Kith releases like fairly easily, you know, like you just had to be there on time and you got them, you know. Um, now it's, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Like there, there's bots involved. There's, you know, all, all sorts of resellers involved. People just don't even know what the hell they're buying other than knowing that they're going to flip it. Um, you know, it, it's a part of the culture that I'm sure a lot of, you know, sticker heads are, you know, tired of and, and frustrated with. But at the same time, um, I understand, get it. You know, it's kind of like, I, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm, I'm really just making sure I can secure my pair, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things, man. It's, it's like a, it could be a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. But and it's just a function of, of reality. Um, and, uh, and that's what happens in, in the cycle. Uh, since we're showing off things that our listeners can't can't see since it's an audio only podcast but i'll show you this because it's my prized possession when it comes to new balance and you mentioned burn rubber so i have this um, oh nice. violin case oh so it's hell burn yeah rubber 577 <laughs> again uh, a while ago and this is my favorite i have three versions of the joe lewis oh, burn rubber hell um, yeah another shoe uh the violin yeah. case is probably tough to find but the shoe itself not mm -hmm. I, I mean yeah. Maybe hard to find in your size, but still no demand, great quality. And oh, yeah. that's what's exciting about, you know, every brand, but yeah, New Balance and some of the runner brands is finding those pairs that, you know, maybe just not even are slept on. They're just sure they're they're just are what they are and they'll always be that. Yep. And and no one yeah. will ever want them except for mm -hmm. I mean, people do, and people have it, but yep. you know, you can you can kind of find your size, and 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 there's nothing more fun for me to, yeah. is to beat up a pair and then say, "Am I gonna find another pair out there?" and then find it, yeah. and and then you know have it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah. That I mean, that Joe Lewis pair is gorgeous. I've seen pairs time to time on eBay, but not in the case that you have. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's another thing about NB packaging is that you know. Yes, there's, you know, I think Concepts lately still, you know, puts out some nice cigar box looking, you know, boxes and stuff. But you look at some of the unique packaging like that, um, you know, uh, of, of your Joe Lewis uh, pair. I mean, it it just kind of dates back, you know, going going back, you know, so many years that, um, you know, they take so much pride in that whole vision of you know, not just the shoe, but you know, the packaging is an extension of it. For sure. Um, not to shift away from New Balance, because I know we could talk about New Balance forever and we will go <laughs> back, but I have to know if you wear anything else. Obviously, you're not you're not paid by the brand. So you can tell me <laughs> sure. if you do, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know if your followers would be happy. But yeah. do you wear anything? Do you still have anything lying around? We're looking mm -hmm. at the wall. I want to ask you about this wall after. But in terms yeah. of what you wear, is it pretty For much sure. just New Balance these days? I would probably say it's about 80 to 90 percent new balance um of that last 10 to 20 percent um part of what we were talking about um with like crappy midwest winners um i i've bought some some solomons lately um and i'm giving them a try as far as kind of like my outdoor you know getting to and from you know shoe um as much as i love my boots you know tying up a pair of danners like take forever right uh but you know if i could just literally slip on a pair of solomons uh guess what like i like i'm all on board with again like a slip on you know so um i'm giving those a whirl right now um other brands that i've kind of dabbled with um over the past like year to year and a half i've, I've actually bought a few pair of on running shoes um really mainly for working out or just uh you know, for, for running or, or, you know, hikes and stuff like that. Um, I, I have like a pair in my home gym here, just kind of like laying there too, but like, um, I'm trying to think of other brands. Um, but I mean, as far as Nike goes, I still, I have a number of like some of my old, from my old collection. Um, there were pairs that, um, especially some of the older, like original Jordans that I just, I didn't want to let go of them, but I kind of had to just because they were starting to crumble or, 
they were losing shape or, you know, just all sorts of just aging happened with his shoes that they were becoming unwearable or even almost undisplayable, you know, just because of, um, you know, oxidation, things that happen over time. So um, I I still have some originals. Um, I do have some original Air Maxes from like the 90s. Uh, I have like a pair of, I think, DSOG uh, Air Max Plus Hyper Blues, um, Air Max TLs, some of the stuff that hasn't been retroed or or retroed properly. (laughs) Um, So um, I still have those along with maybe a handful of Jordans. I actually do have a quite a number of my LeBrons left. That was a stage that I, 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 I pretty much stayed on from LeBron one till about sixteen, and then after that, I kind of just gave up. Um, but I, I don't have one through sixteen, so I think I probably have about half of them still. But um, I think so. One Nike I did buy recently, and it was mainly just because a friend of mine, Nick DePaula, brought it up on a tweet. Um, the, the the Kevin Durant four. Uh, the KD4, I just, I love that silhouette. And um, I saw a pair of um, uh, IDs on eBay that basically look like an Oregon colorway. And I'm like, okay, that's hot. <laughs> like, I, I need that. I'll ne- it's so unpractical. I'll never wear that, but I need that. <laughs> um, so again, like, it, it's one of those things, just like, I know all sneakerheads have impulse buys. They have, um, you know, just certain models that, that do it for them. Uh, that was a shoe i'm not into a lot of durants but that kd4 for me was you know again seeing that that oregon like colorway i'm like you gotta have that but um but yeah that's a long-winded answer to your question about other brands um this week i actually bought my first adidas yeezy i've never bought an adidas yeezy i the last yeezy i bought or owned was it was the tan pair of the nike high for the first pair um a friend of mine bought it and this is like literally the year they came out so we're talking what a decade ago um he bought them too big and he just asked me like do you want them I, i'm probably just gonna ebay them do you want them and, and i took them for retail and it was one of those things where i we both didn't know where it was going right um so paying like i don't know 225 back then not, not a bad thing <laughs> um yeah, I know. I don't want to put you in a box, but you, you gave yeah. us some examples. You got a few Jordans sitting around. You got these OG runners, Nike runners sitting. I assume they're they're stashed away. Collector, fair to say, because the next thing I want to ask you about after what kind of, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's fair to say that, but, but maybe you could expand on it a little bit, mm-hmm. is how you store and particularly display your sneakers because we're looking at a wall of mm-hmm. single side, like a le- all look like all lefts or rights, whatever yep. of new balances on a wall mm-hmm. spread. I don't know how big it is, but so, mm-hmm. so tell me if, if you, how you view yourself in terms of collecting, if you do at all, people don't like that term sometimes do mm-hmm. how you store your stuff. And then, and then what's behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think about being a collector is that I think, when you start off into a hobby, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be baseball cards, stamps. I mean, it could be anything, right? So if you look at a sneakers, you can always start off in kind of one facet, right? But as you do it year over year over year, it can change, right? Like as far as not just your taste, but like the way that you look at sneakers, you know? And for me, like, I remember again, buying like my first pair of Jordans in high school, right? I, what was my intention? I wanted to wear those damn things, you know, um, as the year started going on, same thing. I wanted to buy a shoe to wear it. You know, um, I, I wasn't a big person of saying like, I'm going to buy this pair of shoes as, you know, an investment and I'm going to stash it. It's going to be worth X amount, you know, in the future. I didn't really look at it that way. Right. And, um, what was funny to me was that, um, like when I, like, this is actually a really funny example. I, when I was in college, um, I bought a pair of, um, actually I bought bought four pairs of Jordan fours. And so this is like 99, 2000 range, you know, and, um, they hadn't really been retroed with the Nike air in the back, you know? Um, well, actually this is even before they were just doing the Jumpman stuff, but, um, 
I bought two pairs of the, the, the black cement and the, and the white cement. And um, it was really just because I had the opportunity to like the full locker I was at, nobody came in and bought them. My size was available. Uh, I got my discount on it. Um, <clears throat> so I ended up wearing one pair of each. I, I wore the white, one pair of white, one pair of black, worn for years. I had the other pair I just, I literally, it, it was like one, one to rock, one to stock. It was the definition of it. Right. So as the years go by, um, the 99s actually aged really well. Like they, they didn't chip, they didn't, you know, whatnot. And, um, I, I now <laughs> meet my wife and, um, again, I've been accumulating and accumulating shoes. And it got to a point where when we moved in together, um, like she was like, okay, I know you live in a place where, you have a whole nother bedroom where you keep it's like that's not happening like i you know we had an arrangement where i either had to put them in a storage unit or you know i had to like off a lot of stuff and in in that time of my life i ended up having to get rid of just a bunch of sneakers because I, I again just accumulated so many and um so looking back at those fours um now i had like again, uh, two pairs of the, the white cement, two pairs of black cement. And um, it got to the, the, the point where I was like, you know what, I am just going to, I, I, I'm gonna let these go. Like I had, I had accumulated enough Jordans that I'm like, I, I think that I, I can let these go and be okay. And um, the funny thing was, is that you would think that the pairs on ice would fetch more than the warm pairs, right? It's naturally, you know, but, it was funny, like I, I had actually listed, uh, you know, just one of each and um, uh, one, the one white uh, worn and the one white um, uh, DS. And um, I, what was funny was I think the worn pair ended up like fetching about 150 bucks more than the, 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 the DS pair, which I was a little flabbergasted, you know, but then I started talking to heads that were wearing like some of the older J's and they were like, you know, Ron, it's actually more desired to have a pair that's got just a few wears in it versus a DS pair, just because, you know, those midsoles, they, they crumble, you know, if you got some, some impact in there, they just stay intact, you know, and uh, sure enough, when I sold the black pairs, that's what happened to uh, the DS pairs ended up fetching less. So, um, God, I don't even remember what your question was. And I'm still going on about these J's. No, you're uh, telling me about well, how, what kind of collector you are. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah so, that's a perfect segue into how do you store how do you store yeah. your sneakers now? Because obviously different runners, but they are subject to some of the same. No yeah, air bubbles. So but. yeah, a lot of the um, a lot of the, the sneakers I have right now, I, I keep them in their original box. Um, I at the moment live in a house where it has a basement, so I keep them in a a cool like a cool place that um, I would say it's pretty close to temperature controlled because I do have a dehumidifier in there. I do try to keep it, um, you know, basically as, as dry as possible, um, you know, away from light as well. Now it is funny. Now you see that what's behind me, you know, I do have pairs out uh, for display. Um, this is actually um, a project that my wife and I had just finished working on over the weekend. Um, we, we just refinished our basement and, part of the decor was going to be this little sneaker wall here. So um, am I going to keep these pairs out on display all the time? I don't know yet. Uh, it's still a pretty uh, fresh project that we just finished. So um, again, this was like the fruits of my labor. I'm like, I, I got to throw some sneakers up there to see how it looks. And I love the way it turned out. Um, but to answer your question, I, I don't do like the, the clear Lucite cases or whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I really actually envisioned the setup that you have behind you originally as my original plan. And um, this was kind of the brainchild of my wife. Like she was like, what if you're, what if our basement looked like a sneaker store? And I said like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, this was really kind of her brainchild. So uh, kudos to uh, my wife, Kendra, for, for kind of coming up with this one. Yeah. If the wife's on board and you have a piles and stacks of sneakers and she wants to support it i, I think you go with her design um my wife was yeah. impressed with my by my shelves that i put up but um yeah. i'm also limited by uh, a space and uh so you you have so it's the idea that maybe you'll rotate 
rotate around what you display is that maybe like and, yeah. and how many fit up there it looks like, i only see um, six by so four like, yeah like right about now um we still have more to hang but um i have about 30 on the wall yeah. right now um i do have about 20 more shelves 20 or 30 more so um i could again do another wall but uh for now <laughs> this is good um again just finish the basement so we don't have um like decor up in certain uh, walls, but um, I'm, I might mimic this on like another wall as well. So again, um, TBD, I have, I have the extra shelving to do it, but uh, um, yeah, it, again, wife's brain, brainchild idea. I, I loved it. It turned out great. And uh, uh, it, it's also just good to get some, some, uh, some air for some of these pairs that have been uh, sitting in a box for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously you guys, you mentioned that, you know, you guys have been together for a while and you were you were really buying a lot of pairs when you guys met. So she knew what she was getting into. But I'm wondering when the NB's only account got serious and you started spending a lot of time, did that need an extra sort of dose of support from her? Were you saying, listen, you know, I'm actually doing something on my phone. You know, I, I have that too, you know, I'm... Mm -hmm. I'm down here right now and and mm -hmm. my wife's letting out the dog sure. and if the kids mm -hmm. are going to bed she she's she's mm -hmm. doing that right there has to be there has to be some support right so i imagine sure. there was that period and even now right you spend hours right mm -hmm. in addition to your job so so she, she's supportive i assume she's supportive and i i mean you can relate to this too john i think when it comes to just family life like there's a time and a place for everything right like um, I, I have two children of my own as well. They're in sports, they're in activities. I have to take them to practices. I have to take them, you know, to get fitted for sports stuff. You know, um, I, again, I, I, I do what a lot of dads do too. Right. And, um, I think for me, like the envies only stuff, I, I find the time, right. I, I, I don't make the time. It's more like, um, you know, if I wake up in the morning and, before I make a cup of coffee or if I'm like, you know, making breakfast for the kids, you know, while, while the waffles and the uh, toaster, yeah, I, I'm checking some DMs. Right. Um, but I think also when it comes to just the, like the envies only like opportunities that like we talked about, um, I think also she's understanding too. when like, she opens the front door and there's like three boxes out front and she's like, what the hell like again, you know, more, you know? So I think that um, it takes, you know, a certain understanding spouse, right. To, to understand kind of uh, uh, again, like what other people call gluttonous. Right. Um, but like, again, collector, you know, sneakerhead, whatever the title is like, I, you know, I, I enjoy, what I'm doing with the page. I enjoy, again, uh, the New Balance brand um, and, and all the folks that I've met uh, on the page. And um, again, I, I, I try to make, I've tried to make enough time for um, managing the account. So uh, for those of you asking if I'm going to do like a TikTok or, uh, you know, anything like that, like IG, that's it. <laughs> Well, speaking of TikTok, maybe your kids aren't the age yet. But, well, mm -hmm. my kids are getting that age. Uh, there's no sneaker dad's TikTok anywhere in the future either. But what do your kids think? To, you know, my kids, I always talk about on this podcast, but, you know, mm -hmm. packages coming in. Where's my package, dad? Or, or mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, making a making a, a, a toque, they, they roll their eyes. And it was funny. Tonight I posted, I showed them a video of someone else um, just shared shared a video uh, mm -hmm. who, who had bought my toques and his kids was wearing them his, his mm -hmm. kids were wearing the toques and my and my kids said oh like they kind of were shocked that a kid would be wearing that toque even though they tried it on but they won't wear it to mm -hmm. school or out of the house they kind mm -hmm. of just you know wore it to make me happy yeah. and when they saw the other kids wearing the toques they mm -hmm. kind of said where where are toques again like they were yeah. influenced they were influenced by this other sneaker dot but I, I, what do your kids think? Do they roll their eyes? Do they care? Do they notice? Um, if anything, they they actually just love the loud shoes, right? So like if I'm, you know, lacing up like a really loud multicolored pair with neon laces, they're like, whoa, dad, that's cool, right? Like th they enjoy that. Um, I, I, I keep them laced, the New Balances all the time. Um, 
you know, my wife as well. Um, I think when it comes to just like their tastes, I let them pick. I, I tend not to pick for them just because, um, A, they're wearing the shoe, right? And um, I want them to be comfortable in wearing it and stuff. But like, it, it also just goes to show like the different tastes that, you know, you might have. Cause I, like I have, I have two girls and their taste couldn't be any more different, you know? Um, and it, looking at the footwear, it, it, you could totally see it. One of them loves the loud sneaker. The other one likes the more muted one. So like, I could see where they would look behind me. And again, one of them might be pointing out the the bright collab, whereas the other one's looking at the gray one being like that one, you know, so. What about your wife? Does she give you any freedom to buy for her? I know my wife, I um, I just sort of, you know, do a lot of the buying. She, she occasionally mm-hmm. highlights something she'll see on Instagram. She'll say, yeah. she'll say, oh, c- can you get me those? Usually it's a, mm-hmm. it's a celebrity and it's like, no, mm-hmm. out of price range, even though I, I, I should, you know, given some of the shoes I have in my collection, I, it shouldn't be out of, you know, as long as within reason. But, but does she, is she picking out pairs? Are you, are you buying them and returning she, others? How does she'll it work? usually, she'll find a pair and then just show me a picture and then I'll, I'll find it. But um, it, I liken it to clothes. Like she doesn't want me buying like her regular clothes. So she doesn't want me buying her shoes either. So it usually is a request of, Hey, Ron, here's an image of what I want. I'll go get it versus, uh, Hey, I, I think this looks good. You should check this out. You know, nine times out of 10, I'm not picking something she likes. <laughs> well, at least she gives you the task of finding it because we all yeah. know um, yeah. how fun that is and how, how important oh, yeah. that is in our lives to find it, to find the right deal, to to, yep. to hunt it down, even if it's a if it's a if it's an older release, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. Ron, thank you very much for coming on. I'm glad we got to connect today. I'm glad I got to learn more about you and and our listeners got to uh, know more about you. I'm sure they all follow you, but uh, for those who don't, they'll be happy to to learn more about you. And I thank you for sharing so much and, you know, your perspective on, you know, social media, the New Balance community and and some of your personal stuff. It was was great to talk to you. Thanks again, John, for the opportunity. if and when I come to Toronto again, we definitely need to grab a drink. Um, I I went to Toronto a couple of years ago and I went with my wife. We had one of the best weeks there. Um, first off, your guys' dining. Like, there's so many great restaurants. Um, but, like, I mean, I actually thought it was, like, another Chicago. Having I lived yeah. in Chicago for quite a long time, and it reminded me a lot of, of Chicago. Um sneaker shopping i remember going to capsule and um livestock yeah and um and and the jordan store was still there on yon sure. it was it was still around so i remember going to that but uh but yeah i mean it was a great scene great city good eats like i i definitely want to to cruise back there again and uh again next time i do we'll uh we'll definitely have to meet up <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely welcome. And, and the next time I'm in Chicago area, I'll look you up too because uh, we're big fans. We took my son there when he was a baby. That was that was eight nine years ago. But my son and I, um, pre-pandemic, we, we would take road trips, and, um, and and that Chicago was one of our favorite stops. I dragged him to a few sneaker stores, but he loved he loved the city. Went to a couple ball games and things like that. The food also amazing. So uh, yeah, it's the similarities between Toronto and Chicago even when it comes to sports and, uh, you know, all that, but, um, yeah, that's yeah, another so, pod. We, we can do that another pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe I'll have you on sometime, uh, in the future, but it was great. And, uh, and I can't thank you enough. It, it was really uh, great to get to know you better. Thank you, John. Take care. I want to give a big thanks to Ron for coming on the podcast. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed getting to know him better. Of course, you can find him at NBs only on Instagram. That's where you can find me at Heads Ain't Ready. Sneaker Dads is on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as at sneakerdads.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Later.